Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Midweek Reflection Podcast by Trinity Baptist Church in Newton, North Carolina. My name is Andrew Barrett, and I pastor here at Trinity. And it is our hope that in these reflections, the same Word of God that sends us from church into the week will also meet us in the week to sustain us along the way. Thank you for finding our podcast and for listening to it. And now, here is today's reflection. Jesus' farewell discourse in the Gospel of John is a goldmine of Trinitarian theology. The interrelatedness of the persons of the Godhead, particularly the Father and the Son, can be seen in sayings like, I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. And elsewhere, the Father who dwells in me does his works. The Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, is said to be given by the Father, sent by the Father in the name of the Son, sent by the Son, and to proceed from the Father. So right there in John are the Father, Son, and Spirit, united in accomplishing the purposes of God on earth as it is in heaven. Anyone who suggests, then, that the doctrine of the Trinity is foreign to the biblical text just isn't reading the text with care. A characteristic of this triune fellowship that has stood out to readers of John over the centuries is how dynamic it is. The relationship moves. The Father moves through the Son. The Son moves to and through the Father. The Spirit moves to and fro between Father and Son and us alike. More on that in a moment. And there is a word that the church fathers used to describe this dynamic relationship. It's a great word, one of my favorites as a matter of fact. That word is perichoresis. Perichoresis is a compound word. Peri means around, while cora or corine means space or to make space. The word refers to the way that we make space around ourselves for others. God makes space for God's self. The Father makes space for the Son. The Son makes space for the Spirit. The Spirit makes space for the Father, and so on. Each person of the Trinity welcomes and moves through one another, and yet their movement is so fluid that their identities are seamless, united. The Fathers described this perichoretic movement as a dance. And that's because perichoresis is a play on words. The word karuo also means dance. This is where we get, for example, the word choreography. And I think this is a fitting metaphor. When partners come together for a dance, they come together as unique persons. And yet the success of the dance depends on each person moving in sync with one another. Moving as one, in other words, save the parts of the dance that are specifically theirs to perform. The Father, the Son, and the Spirit, then, are joined in an eternal dance, distinct and yet united, 
moving in and through one another. In other words, perichoresis. Now, I promise this is a reflection, not a lecture. I tell you about perichoresis because when we begin to recognize the way that the persons of the Trinity relate to one another, we can then appreciate and be dumbfounded by the way that the Spirit connects us with God in Christ Jesus. Jesus says in John 16, verses 13 through 15, When the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all the truth, for He will not speak on His own authority, but whatever He hears, He will speak, and He will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify Me, for He will take what is Mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is Mine, Therefore I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. The Spirit discloses to us what he has seen and heard in the presence of the Son and the Father. Everything that belongs to the Father belongs to the Son, and everything that belongs to the Son belongs to the Spirit. And the Spirit shares what belongs to God with those who believe in the name of Jesus. He makes known to them the paths of life, as Psalm 16, verse 11 puts it. He guides them into all the truth, which in the end is to be guided to Jesus, the Son, who is himself the truth. By the Spirit, Christians participate in perichoresis. We are caught up in the dance of the Godhead, enjoying the same dynamic relationship with God that God enjoys with himself. Now, to be sure, we do not become God, but we are swept up into the life of God. The Spirit leads us to the Son, through whom we receive communion with the Father. The Son discloses the will of the Father to us through the Spirit, and by the Spirit, we are formed into agents of God, living a life that compels others to believe in Jesus. And this clarifies the end toward which the spiritual disciplines are aimed. Things like praying, reading scripture, worship, or pruning like we talked about last week. It's easy to think that such things are an end unto themselves. So we pray for the sake of praying read scripture for the sake of reading scripture, worship for the sake of worshiping, and so on. But Jesus invites us to see such things not so much as actions, but as avenues, if you will, practices by which the Spirit leads us out onto the dance floor, that we may join arms with God and know Him through prayer, the reading of scripture, and worship, that He may be our divine dance partner leading us as a good dance partner does. But what's interesting is, the longer we dance, the less we have to be led. My wife Sarah and I have danced together for several years now. She knows all of my moves. I do not have to lead her because she knows where I'm going and knows her part of the routine. I think life with God can be understood in a similar light. The longer we dance with God, 
the more fluid life with Him becomes. We get to know Him, His intentions, His movements, and in so doing, we settle into our part of the dance, enjoying communion with God that has less force and more fellowship. That, in the end, is spiritual formation. That is eternity. That is perichoresis.